Welcome to the Everyday Etiquette Podcast. This is episode 15. Well, I blinked and it suddenly became almost three weeks without a new podcast episode. I'm so sorry about that. I know you've all been waiting on pins and needles for the next Everyday Etiquette Podcast episode. To make it up to you, I'm bringing you two episodes this week. The first is another listener request. So thank you for sending in your request. It is on interview etiquette and I brought on my friend Diana Funk. She is an HR expert and she's going to give us so many great tips on how to have a good job interview that I even made them into a nifty PDF and put it in our Everyday Etiquette Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, head over to Facebook, search for the Everyday Etiquette group and click join so you can get all those wonderful show notes. All right, let's jump on in to my interview on interviews with Diana. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you here. I am very psyched to be here and a little anxious, but oh. I think that's part of the fun. Well, we are such a fancy operation over here. You know, I've got a <laughs> whole team of sound engineers behind me. You know, it's kind of like the Frasier set around here a little bit. No, it's just That's me. how I envision it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> Well, Diana, it is that special time of year where all these young college graduates are, you know, they're getting ready to get their diplomas and they're, you know, sending out the resumes everywhere and they're having these interviews and we just want to have an episode about interview etiquette. So these people, we can just send them off into the world with so much confidence that they can ace all these interviews, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's exciting. Um, it's nerve wracking. But honestly, interviewing etiquette is really no different than just basic social etiquette. Um, targeted a little bit more toward what you're doing, looking for a job and trying to make the right impression. But yeah. I think a lot of common sense or even just a little common sense will go a long way. So true. So give us a little bit of a background on you, your life and how you got to be an HR guru. <laughs> um, so I am a graduate of the University of Maryland at College Park. Uh, I graduated with a degree in English and also, you might say, a deg an MRS degree because I <laughs> met my husband there as well. I, that's what I majored in as well. <laughs> you know, people say it's a dying art, but, you know, I, I think it's, there's still some relevance. Look at us now. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we have two beautiful kids and we live in Arlington, Virginia, and I've been in human resources for most of my career, so 20-ish years. Um, I sort of fell into human resources. I didn't even really know it was an actual career option. I don't know why, but I went to, I, I thought that I was going to go into marketing or advertising and I went to a placement agency to kind of check out their options and see if they could find a job for me and ended up working for them as a recruiter. And I started doing it and thought, I really like this. I like interrogating people and finding <laughs> out what they're about. And I did that for a while and then sort of branched out into other areas of HR and um, was a generalist and a manager. And now I do HR consulting. Awesome. Any guess, like ballpark guess on how many people you've interviewed over the years? 
Oh my gosh, that is a really good question. Uh, hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. So you're an ex. We'll call you an expert. I mean, you've seen a lot of interviews. I, I have seen a lot. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. And that's really, I wanted to have you on the show because I knew that you had so much experience. Also, I knew you probably had some funny stories, which we'll get to later in the show. But let's <laughs> oh, kick yeah. it off. Yeah. Let's kick it off with some things that you definitely should do during your interview. Okay. So I've been thinking about this and I think the best place to start is with the nonverbal etiquette. Mm. And by that, of course, I mean how you are going to present yourself and even more specifically, how are you going to dress? Yes. And this is such a, a, a common mistake that I see people make and it's really easy to avoid. But in a nutshell, I think you ought to dress like you mean it. And that doesn't mean necessarily putting on a suit and tie or, or whipping out your spike heels and pearls. But, you know, you, you want to dress for the industry, but you also want to show people that this is important to you. Yeah. Uh, so even if you're going, like, for instance, um, the company that I'm consulting with right now is a, a tech company. And so they're business casual. But if somebody shows up for an interview dressed business casual... I am going to notice that and probably not look upon that so favorably. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. No flip-flops. Oh, my gosh. You should never show your toes in an interview oh, unless, no. No. unless you're like, you know, it's an interview for a lifeguarding position. No, that's a whole nother episode on flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we'll do that another time because I have a lot to say. Um Okay, so would you say maybe to always dress like one step above what the business environment is like? Is that a good rule? That is actually an excellent rule. Okay. Yeah, that is something I was actually going to phrase it just that same way. Awesome. Um, look like you are you are you are there with a sense of purpose, and it it really does convey a sense of of wanting to be taken seriously. Um, for, recently at this same organization, we had somebody come in for an interview wearing um, like a casual shirt and frayed jeans and not flip-flops, but some sort of sandals. And mm -hmm. I actually thought he was there to water the plant. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was not. And not a good sign. P.S. didn't get the job. <laughs> I I think that's a great role because even if you you're never going to be given bad marks for dressing nicely. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you're going to work for interview for Google, which I'm assuming has a pretty relaxed dress code. If you dress nicely for that, they're not going to hold it against you. Oh, of course not. And in fact, you'll probably stand out in their mind as someone who took the time to make a little effort and you want to be remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what else are we thinking about before the interview? We're thinking about what we're going to wear. Anything else? Let's see. Um, we're thinking about the kinds of... Um, the kinds of interactions we're going to have with the different people that we meet in the office. Um, one common mistake that I see people make, and it's really unfortunate, is that sometimes people can be 
sort of dismissive or even, unfortunately, sometimes outrightly rude to the first person that they encounter mm. who's usually at the desk, the receptionist or the office manager, um, because they, I, I don't know why, because they think this person is beneath them or because they think this person doesn't have any influence in whether or not they get the job. And let me tell you, nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody can come and pull weight in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the receptionist is kind of the hub of the office, and he or she sees everything that's going on and will most definitely have some sort of input about your initial foray into that office, and whether it's good or bad. So, yeah. and of course, that's just rude. It's well, basic yeah. human decency. Well, too. absolutely, absolutely. But also, it also shows how you're going to be interacting with your coworkers in the future. So they do pay attention to that, right? Exactly. They definitely do. And, you know, then on the other side of the coin, you don't want to go overboard with it either. Um, you want to engage in pleasantries. You want to make appropriate small talk. But... Try not to let your anxiety overtake you and become too much of a chatterbox. Okay. Because then that can also sort of put you back into a negative light. Um, it tends to make people feel a little awkward um, when someone they've never met before is coming in and just excitedly chatting about the weather and asking a million questions. Um, you want to be polite and you want to be engaged and you want to be enthusiastic, but to a point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you recommend that people research the company ahead of time? Like how much information do you want to have before you go in? Oh yeah. You definitely want to research. I mean, and in the day and age we live in, there is no excuse for not having some good background intelligence on the company that you're going to meet with. That's um, true. Yeah, so it, it doesn't take a lot of time, a quick Google search, look around on their website, get a really good sense for what it is that they're doing, um, where they're headed, what their leadership is like, what they stand for. And it's not a test. They're not expecting you to come back and recite their company mission statement to them. But it's nice to be able to kind of drop casually in an interview. Oh, yes, I saw that on your website. Yeah, well, that makes them feel like, again, you're taking it seriously, taking it seriously. And let's talk about social media for a second. Um, I think that pretty much everyone has is aware of this now that companies are or they say they are searching for you. They're Googling you. They're looking at your Facebook. They're looking at your Twitter account. Is that true? And if so, what should we do to make sure that our social media accounts look professional? Hmm. It is true. Okay. Um, and it's, it's impossible to avoid and you don't want to think that anybody is going to make the wrong impression of you based on what you may have out there on social media. But the reality is people are going to make some snap judgments about you. So to that end, you want to make sure that any profile picture you're using, um, is professional you want to make sure that you are not using, um, you know, any language that seems inappropriate or unprofessional. Um, 
clean it up. <laughs> Act like your mom is going to be searching for you on Google. Oh, if, if the, the mom test that. is it right, that's yeah. always a, a good barometer for me. Would I want my mom to see this? <laughs> that's <laughs> a really, really good tip. Now, I see a lot of people that will change their name on Facebook so that um, they'll use like their first and middle name or they'll use a completely different name. I, I'm assuming so employers can't find them on Facebook. So as a human resource professional, if you're searching for someone and can't find them on Facebook, do you think, oh, they're hiding something, I can't find them? Or do you think, oh, okay, they're not on there? No. And in fact, I, I should kind of preface this by saying Facebook is one that I don't I don't look for candidates on Facebook. I don't try okay. to get intel on Facebook because I know that it can be much more private. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a rather private Facebook user. But Twitter, which goes out to the public, and LinkedIn, those platforms are more socially or, or more publicly acceptable. And those are the ones that I would be more careful about making gotcha. sure they're gotcha. appropriate. Gotcha. Okay. So I think, have we covered everything leading up to the interview? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we go into the interview. What do we need to do to make a good impression? So one thing that I really like is when interviewees have several hard copies of their resume with them in a in a very um, tidy looking portfolio or bag. Um, people have everyone you're going to meet has likely already seen your resume, but may not have it at hand. Our, our days are crazy, right? Yeah. We've got a million things going on. So even though we may have seen it online, we may have um, intended to print a copy out of it, but maybe that didn't happen. So the candidate who says, oh, here, here's a copy of my resume for your review always impresses me. And it, it takes me off guard in a good way. I always think, oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So little things like that, having your references typed up and ready to go is another really good one. It'll save your interviewer time when you get to that point when they start checking your references. Uh-huh. Um, what else? You just, you again, your basic social mores right. <laughs> should apply in an right. interview situation. Right. Look interested. Please do not look at your phone. Oh. Your phone. Yes. Your phone should be in your bag yes. and, and silenced. At, at that point in time, nothing is more important than your interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, you know, don't tweet it. <laughs> don't live blog it. <laughs> you, you can do all that later. <laughs> you, and you just, again, you want to, you're, you're, you're selling yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And how best to sell yourself than to show what an asset you're going to be to this organization. Yeah. You want to ask some good questions when it's appropriate. You want to smile. You want to make eye contact. You want to have a good firm handshake, not a, a limp fish or yes. a, you know, just, just the little lady fingers out with a charmed, no. I'm sure. No. You know, you, you, <laughs> you're in it to win it. And, right. and again, we don't want to be too aggressive with this, but you want to show them that you fit in here. Right. And confidence, like fake it till you make it. I mean, don't be overconfident, but act like you you are, you belong there and you're qualified for this job. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Nobody is going to sell yourself better than you. Yeah. So yeah. 
I think fake it till you make it is a great mantra. Yeah. Um, you're going to be anxious. Everybody is. And if you aren't, that is strange, but you want to just go go in there and have the, the best attitude. You want to be positive about it and show them. There's a reason that they looked at your resume and thought that you were appropriate to call and, and have come in. You want to show them that this is a good use of their time and, and use this time to sell yourself. Yes. And sit up straight. Have good posture. Yes. Um, don't, you know, be aware of where your legs are. Like don't um, mm-hmm. sit spread eagle in the chair if you're a lady or, oh, or really no. a man either. Really? Uh, no, that's not, that's, <laughs> let, let's, let's steer clear of that for sure. Nicely crossed legs. Yes. Have your knees together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And maybe beforehand you could also, if you're bad at small talk, which, you know, a lot of people are, and sometimes I am too, maybe kind of prepare a few small talk things that you could bring up in the beginning of your interview. Like even if it's something like the weather or something, just yeah. have something prepared because if you are nervous, you may clam up and, and look kind of awkward. I think that that is really good advice. You can never go wrong with the weather. Yeah. Um, there's always something to comment on, right? Wow. How about this rain? Or boy, can you believe how cold it's been? Or here in DC, traffic is always a really good one. You can say, yes. wow, traffic was really light today. Yes. Yes. Little things. And you don't have to go into detail about how much the beltway sucks and how horrible <laughs> drivers are in this area. That's going a little bit beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I guess speaking of traffic, we should also mention it is key to be on time for these interviews. Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, there's a delicate balance with that. You don't want to arrive half an hour early because that is so awkward to just have someone that the rest of the staff doesn't know sitting in the lobby who's looking through the magazines or trying to occupy themselves. Everybody who works there is walking back and forth and, and this wondering who this person is and why they're here. And that interviewee is going to be asked about 10 times, have you been helped? Do yeah. you need anything? Um, so neither do you want to be late. I think about 10 minutes prior to the interview is perfect. So if you get there earlier than that, just hang out in your car or something. Yeah. Until, yeah you don't need to go sit in the waiting room. You, I, yes, absolutely. Sit in your car or go, you know what, go to the restroom and check your teeth. Make sure there's no spinach Mm, lodged in there. You don't have toilet paper stuck to the bottom of your shoe, that everything is buttoned and zipped. And if you're wearing jewelry, that everything looks straight and you've got two earrings on and not one. And, (laughs) you know, take that opportunity to go ahead and pull yourself together. Yeah. And then if you need to check your Facebook notifications so that you're not doing it during your interview, go ahead and do that. Yes. Good time. (laughs) Good time to do that in the bathroom. (laughs) All right. What else during the interview are we, can we do to, you know, give a good impression? You want to make sure that you are focused on what the interviewer or the interviewers are asking you. Sometimes you're going to have a one-on-one. Sometimes you're going to be in a panel interview and you're probably not going to get to choose and you might not even know ahead of time how it's going to be. So just be prepared for it all. Be prepared for being ready to talk to one to five or seven different faces throughout the course of your time there that you have never met. 
And yeah. so you might find yourself telling the same stories over and over again. That's okay. You'll mm-hmm. sound kind of more rehearsed the more you, there you, you, go. you repeat it. There you um, go. And that's not a bad thing. Make eye contact. Not making eye contact is so irritating to the interviewer. Yeah. Show, show me that you're interested. Show me that you are excited to be here and that you're listening to what I'm saying and that you want to engage in this talk with me. Um, we want to ask good questions when we are given the opportunity to do so, not before. Yeah. What are <laughs> some examples of some good questions to ask? You can ask them. I like to personalize it. So I, if I'm in an interview setting and I'm interviewing for a position, I like to say, well, what attracted you to this organization and how long have you been here? And what do you think a person needs to be successful at this organization? People love to talk about themselves, don't they? Yeah. So (laughs) giving your interviewer an opportunity to, to do so will subconsciously, um, relax them a little bit and make them think, wow, this person's pretty awesome. They're really interested in me. Yeah. Whether or not you are. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But it'll make you look interested. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. They, you know, they're, they're evaluating you, but it's two-sided. They know that you're also going to be evaluating them. So show them that this is not this is a good use of everybody's time. Yeah. And even if it isn't, there have definitely been situations where I have gone for an interview and realized shortly into it, wow, this is definitely not an organization I'd want to work for, or this is not a position I want. Don't let that show while you're there. Yes. Yes. If there is anything I learned from my time in the DC area, it is that connections are formed everywhere in even the most unlikely situations. So even if it's not a good fit for you, they could connect you to your dream job or you could even run into them at another job like five years down the road. I mean, there's just no telling. Yeah. And both of those situations you've described have happened to me. You just never know. So you always want to make sure that you're being positive above all. You know, you're, you're, you wouldn't, engage in a conversation with somebody at a party and halfway through start, you know, telling them, gosh, you know, you're really boring. I don't think this conversation's going to work out. I'm going to go grab a drink. I mean, you're going to be polite about it and you'll find, you'll find a way to to naturally wrap it up and and move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing a little bit of research, um, before our interview today and, um, I, I saw an article and I love this tip. I'd never heard it before, but it said that if your interviewer offers you a glass of water, you should take it even if you're not thirsty because then it can buy you some time. Like if they ask you a question and you need some time to formulate your answer, you can pick up that glass of water, take a drink and just kind of center yourself. And I loved that. That is such a great piece of advice. I love that too. And I never heard that before. I wish I had known that a long time ago. (laughs) Well, now you have it in your arsenal for next time. Always accept the water. Yeah, yeah. And I also was thinking about this too in my research. Um, A lot of interviews are not in a traditional office setting. Sometimes they're Mm -hmm. at a restaurant. I mean, I know when my husband interviewed for a job, 
I had to come to dinner with him and we went out with um, the the guys that were working at this business and their wives. So it was like a whole social um, wow. occasion and that was part of the interview. Now, granted, it was a little further down the road. It wasn't the first interview, but, you know, make sure, you, you know, you need to be prepared for things like that and have good table manners. And I mean, all of those things you need to brush up on so you mm-hmm. will be prepared no matter what comes your way. You know, that's a really good point. I was just thinking of that um, as you were saying it. A a lot of times interviews, you're right, can occur in a restaurant or in a Starbucks or something like that. And and even though you are not in the office setting, you still want to maintain that mindset that you are. Remember that you don't want to let your guard down. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but make sure that you're staying on top of of the situation and remembering the purpose of it. Um, and in fact, I have a funny little anecdote about that too. Um, my, uh, one of my colleagues said that she was on an interview once at a restaurant and her cohort had ordered uh, an Arnold Palmer and the interviewee thought that that was an alcoholic drink and proceeded to order a martini. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, no. and didn't stop there. I think ended up having two of them. Oh. Um, so that's also kind of a pitfall. You you may want to think about the alcohol too. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not. But just note for future reference, everyone, Arnold Palmer's just iced <laughs> tea and lemonade. <laughs> that is tricky, though, about the alcohol thing. Yeah, it is really tricky. So I would just advise you to abstain unless the person you're with is really into it. Like if they are ordering a martini, then okay, but I would follow their cues. If 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 they order a drink first, if they order a glass of wine, I think it's okay to do the same. Um, Some people say that that is part of the test to kind of Ah. see how you're going to react. And the thing is, you don't know. It could just be that this person has decided, yeah, we're going to go out for lunch and I'm going to treat myself to a glass of wine and not really care whether or not you order something. But let's err on the side of caution and show restraint and, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And watch how you're treating the wait staff. I mean, it's all these things that are common sense, human decency things, but – it's heightened during these interview situations because that person is going to watch how you act towards everyone. Yep. From the the hostess who seats you to the person refilling your water glass, they're going to see it all. Yeah. 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 I know. Are we psyching everyone out? Is this like (laughs) making, are you, I mean, I'm worried that we're going to make people nervous because it is so important to be natural too. So. Right. If you're super nervous about it, go practice. Like, go out to lunch with a friend and pretend like you're on an interview or something. I think that's a great idea. And I think it's also important to remember that if you're just out of school and this is really your first time kind of doing the interviewing circuit, it is really natural to be anxious. And that's okay. I think you can kind of feed off of that adrenaline that comes with the anxiety and and turn it into a positive. Just remember to breathe, remember to smile, and be you. And I know that sounds really cliche, but you can't be anyone but you. So don't make yourself out to be someone you're not just so you think you can get this job. Because you can't be that person that you're not. 
every day while you're working there. Make sure into that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. make sure it's a good fit. And if you find yourself uncomfortable with the people that are interviewing you, you know, maybe that's a sign that these people just aren't a good fit for you personally. Yeah. And that's important to find out. And also as the interviewer, um, your expectations are set based on the level of the job. So if it's an entry level position, they're probably going to expect you to be a little bit more nervous than say, if it's like a CEO position of someone who's 50 years old and has been in the industry forever. So exactly. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, you know, just think about that too. Um, yeah. They might expect you to be a little bit nervous depending on the job. You know, I always expect people to be a little bit nervous. And like I said, I've done this for a very long time, but even, gosh, I haven't interviewed for a job myself in a long time, but even as an HR professional, when there have been opportunities for me to be on the other side of the table, I'm nervous too. Even though I know pretty much what's going through their minds on the other side of the desk, but I can't help but be a little anxious and that's normal. You're human. Yeah. And sometimes you might really, really want them and they want, you want them to like you because you want them to take this job. So it kind of can go both ways. It absolutely can. I have definitely found myself, and I feel like, especially in this job market today, where um, I feel like people have a lot more choice in um, different, it, well, I guess it varies by industry, but like I said, the client I'm working with is in the tech industry. So the people coming to interview for us generally have um, several options several irons in the fire at any given time. So we're trying to sell ourselves just as much as they're trying to sell themselves. Okay. So we talked about everything that we should do. What are some things that we should definitely not do? I know we talked about flip flops, (laughs) flip flops, phones, um, no gum chewing. I know that sounds like a good one. Please spit your gum out before you go in to meet with anybody. Um, I know, again, this sounds common sense, but don't eat during your interview. Don't snack. I, I once <laughs> conducted an interview during somebody's lunch hour and she proceeded to unwrap a sandwich because it was her lunch hour and she figured she'd multitask. Um, oh. also PS, she didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're shocked. Strike one. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Yeah. Basically think about this almost like you would a date or really going out with someone you, you know, meeting someone for coffee that you don't know, an an acquaintance rather than a good friend. Or again, if the mom analogy works for you, think about it that way. If you wouldn't do it in front of your mom, don't do it in front of an interviewer. I love that. I love, I just think about if your mom would be proud of you and just act accordingly. I love that. That's a really good, just blanket expectation standard. Make your mom proud. Yes, always in life, <laughs> just always. Um, okay, I wanted to ask you too, are people sending handwritten thank you notes after interviews still? That is an excellent topic. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> They're not. Okay. Um, what, and there, I think there are differing schools of thought on this. I have read in some places where people say you should still always follow up with a handwritten thank you note. And I have to say, 
I don't know if I completely agree with that. I think that email is fine, especially given the pace with which business moves. Um, you don't want to be left out of consideration just because your beautifully handwritten note on crane stationery is lost in the mail yeah. or, you know, waiting for the postman to deliver it. Um, send, uh, send some follow-up emails to everybody that you met. Um, I would say even down to the receptionist, anybody that you've met, you want to make sure that you follow up with and thank them for their time and let them know, kind of reiterate your interest. Um, you would be surprised how many people don't even do that. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. And okay. I think it's very off-putting. Yes. It's actually gotten to the point where I'm surprised when I get a thank you note. Wow. Right? And that's, wow. that's kind of sad, but still always yeah. do that. Your mom would be proud. Yeah. Yeah. And um, along those lines, after the interview, what is an appropriate time frame to, and we're not talking about the thank you. I'm talking about like a follow-up to see if they have filled the position. Like what's an appropriate time frame? What's an appropriate way to approach that? This can also be a minefield. So I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I think about five business days is appropriate. Okay. Um, you've got to understand that the hiring manager likely has about 15 to 20 other projects on their plate. And so while trying to find a person to fill this position is important, they also have a million other deadlines they're up against. Mm -hmm. So from your, from the interviewee point of view, you might feel like, oh my God, I interviewed yesterday and I haven't heard back from them yet. I must be a failure. Yeah. And that's not it at all. They're, yeah. they're slammed and they're trying to get consensus on, on opinions from other stakeholders and lots of stuff going on. So wait a few days. I think five business days is appropriate. And then depending on your level of familiarity with them and your comfort, you might send an email or, or give them a call. But you want to be short and sweet. Okay just as though you are popping your head into a room and saying, hi, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. Really interested. Okay. Okay. And then follow up once and then wait another week or should you just do it once and not follow up again? You can, it's, I think it's okay to follow up a second time. Okay. The truth is you just never know what's going on inside that organization. Yeah. And so while they may have the best of intentions, you know, people could be on vacation, could people could be, it, you just never know. So I think it's okay because it still is showing that you are enthusiastic and interested, but make sure that you are not going over to the dark side where you are becoming a pest. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's so tricky and I've been in this situation. I mean, it's a whole world. It's your whole world. You're interviewing for this job. You really want this job. And so it's so hard to understand that the person that you interviewed with is also working on filling other positions or they're very busy or they interviewed right. a lot of people. It's so hard to understand that. And I know it's so tricky. So I'm glad that you kind of gave us some rules on that because I think that's so important. Yeah, it is hard because you're so, sort of like single-mindedly focused on right. you getting this job, right. but they've got other priorities as well. Right. I also want to add, should the interviewer have ever called, has if the interviewer has ever called you at some point by their cell phone, please do not call back their cell phone or even worse, text them. Oh. Unless you've been given specific, outright, explicit permission to do so. Um, 
I have gotten text messages from candidates oh, before. That's I, a really good tip. Yeah. That's really off-putting. That's like a level of familiarity that we're we're just not at. Yeah. Yeah. Don't send me an emoji. You're not going to oh. get the job. <laughs> oh, that, you know, actually, that is a, a really good kind of overall. No emojis, no, no cute smiley faces in your correspondence, no yeah. LOLs. Let's be professional. Let's make sure we spell everything right, that we don't have run-on sentences. We're not asking you to be, you know, grammarian here, but show do do your best work as my son's first grade teacher tells him do your best work yes and and take a minute before you hit send and read that email back over I often have to do this and I admit I have to take out a lot of exclamation points this is my (laughs) this is my burden that I bear is that I write a lot of exclamation points I do too we're positive. We're right. happy, exuberant people, but we just want to tamp it down a little bit for the professional setting. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's a really, really good tip. Okay. This, oh my gosh, this has been awesome, but I want to hear some funny stories from you. <laughs> what? Give me your worst. Oh my gosh. I, I have been racking my brain trying to think there have been so many over the years. Um, I don't know if I have one cohesive, like funny disaster story to tell you, but yeah. I can tell you about the time somebody came to interview and brought his girlfriend with him and wanted her to sit in on the interview with him. And I had to say, no, that's interesting. Girlfriend's going to have to sit in the lobby and wait. That is interesting. Um, right. And then another time I had someone come in uh, with his parents and oh, no. he wanted the same thing. Wanted them okay. To so that's in. an instance. We don't want you to take the mom thing so far that you're bringing your mom <laughs> into the interview with you. <laughs> right. Use, use mom as your guiding light, but maybe in more of a figurative, not literal sense. <laughs> oh my, that takes helicopter parent to a whole new level. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a parent too, as I know you are, and you love your children and you want the best for them. But if you are an adult and you are struggling with a parent that really wants that level of involvement in your career, you might have to gently let mom know that she <laughs> she, she she can still be involved, but maybe not to that degree. You'll call her right after. Yes. <laughs> Yes, or, or text her with a cute little smiley face and a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> oh, goodness, that's awkward. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Um, oh, gosh, I've just seen so many blunders yeah. over the years. So People many things. dressed inappropriately, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Gosh, the dressing. I don't know why this trips people up so badly, but it really does. You know, I, I can't, I cannot hit that point home hard enough. Yeah. Dress up a little bit. I don't want to see your toes. Have I said that already? <laughs> I don't want to see your toes in an interview. Or your um, cleavage or, or your, your chest hair if you're a man. Like, no. Right. No. Or, you know, I, and you know, you might have a lot of tattoos and you might have, a, you know, a lot of piercings and really cool colored hair. And there's a fine line between being who you are, but also yeah. being appropriate for yeah. for the time and the place. So try to, you know, keep that in mind, too. Oh, bad breath is another one. Oh, good one. You so know? no gum chewing, but do maybe get a mint before you go in. Hop a mint, even yeah. if you don't think you need one it couldn't hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's, 
Yeah, it, I've definitely been in interviews before where someone's breath is so off-hitting, I just thought I might get sick. And then the interviewer can't concentrate on anything you're saying. All oh. they're thinking is, I can't breathe. Or like body odor. That would yeah. be unfortunate too. Make sure and wear your deodorant. Oh, but don't layer the perfume yeah. on too quickly. Yes. You never know if somebody in that office is going to have an allergy or an aversion to it. And um, what may smell like roses to you might smell like grandma's old potpourri to someone else. Yeah. And one pet peeve of mine too is um, resumes. Um, I like resumes to be on one page and I yes. don't want any like ridiculous information on there that doesn't pertain to that job. Yes, that is an excellent point. I mean, I honestly feel like even the president of the United States should have a one-page resume. Yeah. Really. There's yeah. no reason why you can't condense your life experience into just one page that's just quick and easy because you're you're going to divulge the rest of it in the interview. That's what that's for. You're yeah. going to elaborate on your experience, but just give us the highlights. Give yeah. us a little teaser. Yeah, greatest hits. Let's have it. I don't want to know if you were a Girl Scout in the third grade. Like, if unless you're interviewing for the Girl Scouts. Like, <laughs> right. Then it's pertinent. Then it's, right. yeah, right. But, I yeah, just, I've seen some resumes where they want that volunteer experience um, section to really shine. So they put some ridiculous things in there. Like they worked at a lemonade stand when they were five. I mean, and yeah. that's just not necessary. Do you know, so one time I got a resume from someone and it seemed like 75% of it seemed fine. And it, it started to lose a little steam toward the end, but the Pièce de résistance. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, she included a PS, which I've never seen before on a resume. <laughs> but she said, PS, I am an amateur clown in my spare time. My clown name is Cookie. Oh, <laughs> and I, wow. It's for like an administrative assistant position. Oh, it was not a wow. circus position. And I wow. thought, wow, you're really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> That's information oh. I didn't need to have. So, yeah, no, let, let's let's stick to the facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, oh, that's crazy. You know, you asked me for interviewing horror stories. Yeah. I, ha I do have one to share. Oh, please. Um, I don't know if it's a horror story so much, but it's let, let my mistake be your guide. <laughs> this is something that happened to me oh, no. um, in an interview, and luckily it worked out. But this was uh, when I was interviewing for my very first job out of college, and I was in North Carolina. This was a, a position for an advertising assistant at a newspaper, and interview was going really well. I was presenting myself well. We had a great conversation. And I got the sense that the guy who was interviewing me was had a little bit of a sense of humor. But I mean, I couldn't confirm that. I was yeah. only going off my gut. Well, at the end of the interview, he asked if there was anything else that he should know about me. And I don't know why, because I am sarcastic and silly and have no sense. Perhaps I blurted out, well, I was raised by wolves. <laughs> like, and immediately when that came out of my mouth, I thought, for God's sake, you are a college graduate. You are trying to make a good impression. Why on earth would you say something like that? <laughs> and luckily, I was right. He did have a good sense of humor and he seemed unfazed. And he said, well, weren't we all? 
<laughs> and I, I did get the job and we joked about it later. But if you are going to be silly and be a little offbeat, make sure you really know your audience. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that could very easily have not gone over well. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, my story isn't funny, but it's just kind of, I think I, one interview I had, I really over promised what I could bring to the job. I don't know oh. why. And I, and I think you should definitely be confident, but in this case, I really took that to the next level and <laughs> I couldn't fulfill that. It wasn't in my wheelhouse at all. So I couldn't fulfill those promises. So I just felt terrible um, the whole time I had that job and they were nice to put up with me, but, um, but yeah, so, so don't you got overpromise. the job on the premise that you could do these things that you couldn't in fact do pretty much, it? pretty much, okay. pretty much. And they just had to put up with me. Um, <laughs> until, until I'm sure it was a little less than put up. I'm sure they loved you and your sparkling personality mm. and your lovely manners. I don't, well, maybe <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe, <laughs> but the point is, is that we all make mistakes you know, and we live through them and they're learning and growing experiences and all that good stuff. But, you, you know, it's so true. I mean, even as you, you could be extremely well prepared and still have for reasons beyond your control, what amounts to a disastrous interview. And you know what, just take that as a learning experience. Maybe you won't get the job, but you'll have had a chance to interview in front of people and see how certain things you say go over. Um, and if they're, if it's truly disastrous and maybe even funny, then you'll have a great story to tell. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Diana, tell everybody where they can find you because you are hilarious, um, especially (laughs) online as well as in person, but tell, tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you. Um, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Diana Funk. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I feel like we have done these college graduates a service here today. (laughs) I hope so. Go out and save the world, graduates, and have nice manners while you do it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Oh, that was so much fun. I just love her. Don't forget to go to our Facebook group, the Everyday Etiquette Podcast group, to download these show notes and get all these wonderful tips. You can find me at Sarah Gold Designs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, just about any social media platform. You can find Diana at Diana Funk on Twitter. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks.